We here at Sports Best Friends want to begin each episode by acknowledging the Gadigal and Camaragal peoples, the traditional owners of the lands on which we record. We also acknowledge the traditional custodians of the various lands on which you all are listening, always was, always will be. of Sydney, Australia, comes two energetic Aussie commentators. Ben, aka Cardi B, is a budding expert in NBA collectibles and a longtime NBA fantasy sports winner. Big T is a rookie to the whole game, wanting to grow and learn over the season. Join them on their season of exploration here on Sports Best Friends, a member of Brooklyn Netscast Media. Hello and welcome to Sports Best Friends NBA Fandom, a podcast as excited about the NBA as Bridges is about taking steals. I'm T, views of my own, and I'm recording these views on the Patrick Zoom Ewing hotline on the court waiting for tip-off. Excited about my intro because I, I did that for him. We didn't have a podcast bet, but I felt like I should do something for him. To your boy, Cardi B. Cardi, where can we find you on Instagram? Uh, cards bet. Uh, sorry, cards from the bench. It's almost like I ask every fucking week, and you don't know. Everybody. And I and still don't know it, don't I? <laughs> and Twitter cards, cards bench. I'm uh, I'm at Brooklyn Nets AUS, and I'm humbled this week on the pod. Now, if you don't mind, I'm going to invite us. Uh, usually, we, we run through the Suns and then we run through the Nets. But what I'm going to do this week is we'll run through the Suns, except for your last game. Then we'll run through yeah. the Nets, and then you can smash me um, when we get to that bit. But before we get to basketball, please tell me what's happening in the wonderful world of, of Cardi B's. Uh, not much. Not much, actually. Uh, it's just been... A, I, haven't, I didn't watch a whole lot of basketball this week, unfortunately. Interesting. Um, I just uh, had a lot of other stuff going on. And so, um, you know, shaving in my mo and all that kind of stuff. That was, so that, was the priority, that was the priority for the week. So, uh, yeah, look, it's been, uh, it's been a pretty quiet week. Um, so uh, the rain, the rain is fun mm. with three kids. Yeah. Take me to the park. Fuck I love it. Uh, also it? as a man who lives and dies by his mustache every day, I just get so excited by other people's mustaches and yours just looks so good. I cannot like, <laughs> it's not a visual medium. Hopefully one day, like sometime this week before it ends that you, you put one up on cards on the bench. Cause I'm going to spray it all over my socials. If you do it so good. All right. I'll do that. Oh, let's talk about let's so so we've got the bet, um, the the Movember bet, which I had to get to 2014. 14. You won the grand final. And uh and I so I posted this week. I got to and I we'll get there, we we'll get there, we we'll get there. We'll no, I, I wanna get I wanna get I wanna get it out of the way because it's okay. it's not finished yet, right? It's not finished. Um so I, I raised I had thirteen hundred and fifty dollars in in twelve hours, right? Donated, which is pretty remarkable, wow, right? For in, sure. in twelve hours, it was pretty crazy. So we're at seventeen hundred and sixty, uh, and I'm gonna do tomorrow. I shaved it in this morning so I could like properly because it was looking all a little bit grey and old around it. Uh, so I'm uh, I'm determined to get to the two thousand forty. And what I my intention was always that if I didn't get there, I'd like you know chip in the money myself but it was pointed out to me by someone who listens that uh that wasn't fair to you and so i'm not oh, allowed to donate i'm not allowed to donate myself to win the bet so i've got to get i've got to get another 300 300 dollars over the next couple of if uh, you need days, to so. pay to win buddy i'm happy to do it whoever said that to you is looking after me and i appreciate it but but team think think that through no matter what happens for the rest of the year if i lose i'll just say that's fine Cardi, you needed to pay for this win. And that's, you know, I'd name it. Yeah, oh, so I'll never live that down. So yeah, it's actually so better for me not I, to. I do can't that, lose. So. Either I win and say you still you tried to pay your way and you still lost, or I just blame it on that. So I'm, I'm happy for you to do whatever you need to do. And it's all right, going to so be Yeah, next week we'll have the next week we'll have the uh okay. the announcement. So yeah. Well, I'm extremely impressed one. by your friends and family that they would get around it and such a big Yeah, it's pretty amazing, hey. Mm. And it was um that was just really on Facebook. I mean, you you can talk what you want about Facebook, but if you need to raise money and stuff like that, it's pretty remarkable. So yeah, yeah it's right. good. Yeah. Uh, I want to give a quick shout out speaking to him about amazing people at Newy Footy Fan. He um 
he's a big rugby league guy knows me through the socials and rugby league he, he's changed his um uh his avatar stuff to have andrew johns and michael jordan and some dude from newcastle fc because he's a newcastle guy but it is he's transitioning to a bulls thing he's not i think he's, he's a very like he flirts with basketball probably in the same way that i would have in a normal offseason i keep track on it but you know i'm not really whatever he he's the fact that he's a bulls fan and he's got a picture of michael jordan kind of i think says enough about um how much yep. of a fan he is but he um he wrote to me saying holy shit t you have such an easy listening style i'm loving the basketball pod uh and I, he said i listened to the whole thing as well not just a bit where you talked about me <laughs> so isn't that there great that he's yes yeah, awesome. so thanks Cardi b you're doing a great job thanks uh newy footy fan for putting that up obviously you guys other than um Cardi's brother who messages us almost every week saying thanks boys that was great you can also pretend to be our brothers or sisters actually my sister would never listen to this uh and, and tell us how great we are or um just tell Cardi B if he's done something wrong. Don't bother telling me. I'm not going to read it or remember it. But the yep. uh, please tell us anything you're loving. You can also do that on any of the, not just the socials, but also on the, whatever podcasting you're listening to. We would love that. Seconds. Bryant for the win. Sons. Now, I should point out, you haven't seen it yet. I wanted to do a dramatic reveal. I'm going to scroll down and look what I'm oh. Oh my God! I felt like I should. Where did you myself. get that? So well, he's wearing. You told the listeners what you're wearing because I'm wearing the Suns, a beautiful Phoenix Suns hoodie. It's fantastic. It's hoodie. excellent length. Uh, great fit. Whoever whoever manufactured this did an incredible job, and it looks fantastic. And I feel like and it was in a time where I bought it where I didn't have a team officially. You know, I'm a fashion fashion NBA fan, so. I felt for you. I did that nice intro for you. I'm wearing the jacket for you. That we didn't really put a bet on, other than I just told you and your brother that if I'd beaten both of your teams in the week, I was going to be insufferable. But it didn't happen. So I feel like there's been tweets about how Brooklyn fans need to learn how to take an L, and I'm you know I'm trying to show that I can do that, that I can take that and move on. I love, it's very yeah, you're very very um very accommodating, and and I'm not the I'm not the kind of one to sit there and gloat about my team winning, especially <laughs> when it's November and I want to be winning in June, right? Yeah, That's yeah, what I yeah. keep reminding myself. So, um, yeah, look, they're rolling, which is it's pretty amazing. So we're 16 in a row, uh, one off the franchise record, which was 17. So, uh, and we get to, we get to face Golden State for for that next tuesday Shit. uh league's best leads best record and we've got back-to-back games against um golden state uh so it'll be a, a pretty pretty big uh week next week um we i'll just run through the week i mean we we had denver on uh, denver first we had a 48 point first quarter in that game and absolutely just rolled them they had no um no Jokic and um obviously the other injuries and then um Aaron Gordon Aaron Gordon got ejected at one point as well and so that wasn't much of a game <laughs> it wasn't a much of a game they have a pretty amazing um starting lineup that's sitting on the bench at the moment they can't play so I I do feel for I know all for the it. nuggets yeah you know <laughs> thanks fantasy um we then went to we then played the Spurs uh and we we actually never really look like losing but what i would say about spurs is i've watched a lot of i've watched all the suns games this year and we get up by double digits pretty regularly but this was the first team that i <laughs> which is nice nice to say like i say that with a smile on my face but uh i will say that i've never seen a team not give up like the spurs didn't give up those oh. guys just kept coming and coming and coming and uh it never really felt like they were going to win they felt overmatched but uh it was pretty amazing to watch them um i was excited to see jock um, play which who's the Aussie guy um, but he had COVID he has COVID so oh, he's shit. the guy that that signed with the um, he had a really good Olympics for Australia uh, for Australia and um, and Popovich was obviously the coach who's the coach of the Spurs was the coach of Team USA apparently liked his style and ended up signing with him but he hasn't played much but um, I was like oh cool we'll get to watch him play but he has COVID so he didn't play which is a bit of a bummer um, the next one was the Cavs. Uh, we're pretty lucky not to lose this game. We got some calls on the ref from the refs. Uh, Ricky Rubio, who played for the Suns uh, a few years ago, he absolutely killed us. Uh, and so we were very, very lucky to get away with that one. Um, and then I like the quote from from Chris Paul at the end of that, where he came out and said uh, he'd been he'd been associated with some great teams, but he'd never seen anything like this. Uh, as in the way that they play for each other, and it, it yeah, you right. know you hear you hear a lot of that, 
through, you know, oh, this is the best team I've ever been associated with. But it felt pretty genuine. And there's a really good article in The Athletic written about uh, how they dealt with the Robert Sava uh, stuff that's still hanging over their heads, but they kind of got together and and decided that they weren't going to let it distract them and they're just playing playing good basketball. And uh, it's, it's one of those things that I've very rarely experienced as a fan in any sport where if we're up, if we're up with five minutes to go, I, I just it doesn't feel like we're going to lose. Wow. Even when we, even when Cleveland were really close the other day, I was, I just felt like we were going to pull it out. So, no, I, I can't, I can't remember a time of watching a sport or my team particularly where mm. you're just like, okay, cool. I think whatever happens here, we're going to win. So, um, it's pretty amazing. Uh, it's been, a, it's been a good week. I hope it rolls. Uh, next week's going to be huge. Uh, I think Golden State are still the benchmark, even though yeah. I mean we've won, we've won sixteen in a row and we're still second. Yeah, hey, how is that's that? amazing, <laughs> isn't it? That's amazing in itself. Uh, so, you know, they are the benchmark team. You've won 16 we'll, we'll in a row out of 18 as well. Like, the, your percentage is insane. Like, it's not like you've yeah, won 16 in right? the first 50. It's like you've we only lost, lost three and, games. And we lost one of those games on a, uh, a one-second three-pointer um, yeah. in against Sacramento where Harrison Barnes hit a three-pointer with one second to go. So, yeah, we've been we've been good. Um, everyone's executing and uh, and... What I will say, and I heard this a lot on the Brooklyn kind of post game today, is that we have no injuries other than our like you know thirteenth and fourteenth guy who are you know carrying injuries, and everyone's really fresh, and so we're, we're kind of just riding that for now. So mm-hmm. take it. So that's us. The thing that constantly worries me about Golden State is that they have Clay waiting to come back. Like they've got their Kyrie Irving ready to go. He's just not. He's just waiting to come back rather than Kyrie might ever come back. So they look so dangerous. Their points differential as well is 13. Yeah, it's crazy. They're, that's yeah. nuts. That's like you've got seven. Utah's got nine, which is big enough. That's that they're huge considering Miami's on six, we're on four, and we're at the top of ours. Washington, yeah. who who is third in our division, sorry, in our conference, points is 0.9 difference. And yet they're sitting on 13.6. So it's not just that they've got a great win-loss record. Like, they are absolutely fucking shelling teams. Um, they just look so good. Um, I mean, I think you and I already hey. talked about how they and the Bulls just look. They have a really great brand of, of basketball yeah. to watch. And basketball to watch. Yeah, especially Golden State. Like, I'm, mm. I'm pumped to watch the game just because I can sit and watch Suns and then play. Uh, I think last year with uh, Milwaukee... Milwaukee's point differential was was in the double digits, uh, and they were really dominant and were for a couple of seasons actually. But oh. I mean, the way that Golden State do it is just yeah, bloody amazing. So, so we'll hold on the other game if you want to talk about the, the uh, talk about your nets. Uh, do I get to? Am I talking about? Let me just check because I do want to say something about Golden State. I just want to check that. I don't think we're talking about them later. So. I was recently playing 2K um, this week and played Golden State. I was really excited about it. I hadn't lost a game as the Nets for the entire time. Since I traded to the Nets, I hadn't lost a game with them and was just like my rebound is fucking outrageous. I'm Dennis Rodman if he took drugs. Sorry, if he took performance-enhancing drugs. Um, he took drugs. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he did. 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 Uh, pretty sure. I'm not, I'm not convinced. I haven't seen the... But the... So <clears throat> it's incredible. So we played Golden State. Like, finally, it's going to be great to see how we go. Losing the whole time. And, and often when I go off, we we dip a bit. But, like, we were losing by, like, three. Then we're losing by, like, 13. And then I'd crawl us back to, like, losing by three. And then I'd go back off and losing by 13. And it was because... Steph fucking carrying that game did not miss. So also my rebounds were the worst I've ever had because there were so few rebounds to even take. And if I hadn't been following this season, I would have been furious. So like, this is bullshit. He can't just always hit. Like he, he literally missed one that I watched the entire game. He would never like this isn't real. But watching him this season, I'm like, man, it's kind of it's kind of what happens. Kind of accurate. <laughs> he probably shouldn't have even missed a one in that two K. I think that just computer said that he can't actually get all of them. So. I, was, I had to cop it. And we lost. I was like, well, what are you going to do? I, I, Steph also got player of the game of that one. And I'm off to play of the game, but I just had to swallow it. He was incredible. Even in digital world, he's, he's incredible. And he's good. Uh, so we also played the Cavs. I was absolutely shitting myself the entire time I was at work. Uh, anyone who who listens to this and, and you know, should, should probably know that I shouldn't be doing that at work, but was... Uh, Anyway, was was box scoring and it was so close the entire time. And and we know there's... I, I'm going to misquote this, but there's a great joke about, like girlfriend saying that they're um, like five seconds away from, or like the two minutes away from being ready to go is like an NBA finals last two minutes of a game when everyone's got timeouts. Like it's because an NBA two minutes is insane. And the last four seconds in that game 
just and I'm just refreshing and then closing my app, reopening my app, hoping that maybe it wasn't the refresh. How is this four seconds going for a minute and a half? I'm just waiting to see if we'd lose because unlike you, the Nets against that Cavs, who, who have a really great team, but even though their record, I think they're only five and five, I think they're a 500 team. They just seem to be giving everyone so much grief. Um, I don't, yeah, it must be really frustrating. They're kind of the Atlanta that we thought where Atlanta looked like they were taking good losses, but they were going to come good. Whereas the Cavs definitely have those games where you just like, they essentially won that game. It just didn't turn up on the score sheet that they won. They, yeah, they look great anyway. So in this one, watching delayed, absolutely horrible. Even watching the replay later that night, I just felt like we were going to lose the whole time. I was waiting for this is a replay. I watched the wrong game, like, or it never updated. We ended up losing because Garland in this game and Rubio were just insane, just so good. And such great um, scramble D by us towards the end. And clutch shooting, obviously, um, by your boy was what brought us home. At AJI Brown, he said, um, he gave us the spark we needed. We need to build around him because this is a bright future. And that was KD on Cam Thomas. So Cam had a big first half of the week. Um, and there were so many raps yeah. of him in the preseason. And then he was just, it wasn't used very much. And then when he was used, it was a junk time and he wasn't getting many good shots away and, and he didn't look great, but he's looked really good in this bit. Um, at Nets Daily also tweeted that Nets are seven and two on the road at that time, which was the best in the NBA. So uh, it, it was that thing where I kept saying, uh, well, someone had tweeted that we had such a great record, but it just didn't feel like it. And it's because of the way we were winning just didn't feel good. But when you look at those things, particularly on the road, and, and our road trip was all over the place. It looked really good. At Glue Guys, they tweeted, the confidence of the role players is growing as we go along the season. A lot of smart decision makers Nash can throw on the floor. And obviously he was talking about Paddy at that time and, and, and mm. others, Aldridge or whatever. Paddy's now become like a, a, not a bench player. He's now a starting guy. But I think for the, the rest of this week, he was incredible. Um. That game ended up being really Clevelandy the whole game. It never got too far out of our grasp, but in the last quarter, we pulled it back and then gave me a heart attack, but we ended up winning. Uh, Boston was the one I was really excited about. I, I was just on that, I, I, my notes on that game, because I watched part of that game and I said, Nets woke up in the fourth to win six or seven. It really did feel like we were asleep at the wheel. And then you're like, oh yeah, yeah, we need to we need to win this game, right? We could win like, this game. Why crazy. are we winning this game? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. look, that's happened the opposite way the other, uh, a bunch of times where we've been up for most of it and then the, the other team, you know, like the Pistons or someone will just, they'll turn up in, in the fourth quarter. Mm -hmm. and yeah. And so it was good to see us be able to do that. Uh, Boston was just the absolute jewel of this week. It was so great. First of all, knowing that your brother really cared and and I've never liked Boston just because I've always been a New York kind of guy. So just generally, although people have often said, which NBA team do you go for? I often say I like all of them, but I know in my heart that I've never bought any Boston gear of anything ever. Um, even when they win things, I still don't buy any, but I'll refuse to wear a Red Sox hat or a, or a Celtics hat. So I know that there's something there. So now that I have a team that beat them, it was even even better and playing them and beat them the entire time. Like it just wasn't close. No sweat during this whole entire thing. The Nets app has such a great uh, way of describing the entire game, like through this great graph. And I just love that graph so much that it just, I ended up tweeting a photo of that and a rock climber because we just kept making that mountain bigger and bigger and bigger. It was so good. And the other great thing about it, of course, was that it was just a Patty Meals and Cam uh, show. At Jack Manuel, who's fast becoming my favourite Twitter account uh, on uh, in the world, in present company included, he's just so good on the socials. He said, if Patty Mills stood on me, I would thank him. He's such a big Patty Mills fan and, and I'm here for it. At Mario underscore Siegs tweeted, who's changed his handle to NBA Mario Watch, uh, NBA Media Watch Mario. Yeah, such a great so good. Uh, at oh, he said, Patty Mills just sneakily top scoring against the uh, for the Nets reminds me of who the superstar of this team is supposed to be. Question mark. Also, didn't get a single free throw because he's not a um, protected species like many of the supposed elite players. So a little bit of a a little bit of a uh, Skip Bayless esque tweet where he's trying to do compliments with me, <laughs> back slapping a bunch of people. I mean, backhanding a bunch of people. And he uh, added me in, and he did hashtag sports BFFs. Isn't that a lovely thing for him to do? But he's absolutely right. But Patty in that game, I think he was 24 or 28 um, and no free throws, which was just outrageous, it, particularly because they um, they just never defended him hard enough. They kept giving him open looks. So even those kind of weird diving three kind of things where you accidentally land in the guy's landing zone, the, you end up copying at least one shot. Just didn't get any of those because his, his pick and rolls are so great and he's, he's such got such a fast release. 
Uh, and now I did call him Paddy Meals, Meals at the beginning because at Sunny Ya tweeted, Joe Harris is an angel and I can't wait for him to recover, but it's hilarious how he pronounces treadmill as treadmill. And I'm convinced he says Paddy Meals. And I just loved Paddy Meals, M-E-A-L-S, so much that I now call him Paddy Three Course Meals because he's constantly dropping threes. Uh, and so I'm I'm now about that. And there's so, cre- so creative. Thanks, it is mate. very, I love it. <laughs> and he makes, you know, he makes the opposition eat it and things like that. Works its own little. Oh, and uh, at Snit Stan, he also said, we're two and O in the Cam Thompson rotation era. Of course, that's now changed thanks to you, but uh, Cam Thomas looking the greatest. We ended up winning 97 83, cruised the entire time. I did have a bet with your brother where I said he had to buy me a Boston, sorry, he had to buy me a Nets hat if we won. I would buy him a Celtics hat if he won. He didn't say anything. And then by the third quarter, where we were up by 150,000 points. I said, You didn't say no. So I'm assuming the bet's on. And then he finally woke up and said, I'm not baby. No, no. I hate this team. So, it was great to uh, to also just not not bans him, but just make him feel a little lost even more even while it was happening. So that was great. What was your take on this one? Uh, I, I couldn't even take any notes because it was laughing it was too a much. Terrible game. No, it was just a. I know I know what it would have meant to him to lose that game, and and I think Boston is going through a, a season of uh, with a bit of an identity crisis at the moment. They're so up and down, and then to just get pumped like that would, would have been so tough to watch, uh, for sure. So. Uh, I didn't. I didn't. Um, I didn't take any notes. I mean, the only thing I saw was that uh, KD passed Iverson for twenty fifth on the yeah. scoring list. So he's moving, moving up, and then he did that in that game. So, I mean, that's a huge achievement to to pass the great AI. But uh, from a from a Boston point of view, I think you just park that one and you move on, and you say we're not quite there at the moment, and we we won't. We won't talk anymore about it, kind of thing. So they're, yeah. they're another 500 team that I would have thought they've lost more games than they've won. They're just doing them maybe a bit more quieter. Or I'm not sure, but they, I mean they're not they're not so bad. They just I think everyone thought that they'd be a lot better, and they're just not there yet. And and the funny thing about um, KD taking over that AI thing is he he did a great chat afterwards in the press conference about how much he loved him and idolized him, and, and you know and how much of an honor it is. Uh, and it's just another showing of how the NBA does this better than most other sports. Um, cherishes that history and has the players talk about it and everything's kind of a bit more in real time and it's not it's not mm. fake it feels like everything's kind of quite real but that kind of thing to happen in your game so if you're already a suffering Celtics fan to also have these beautiful uh, milestones happen means that everyone talks about it a little bit more there's all these lovely stories in the media a little bit more in your game and as a, as a person whose team's often losing and often records are scored against you I, I know that that hurts you a little bit more does I the, the only thing I would say for for Boston if you if you look at the standings I mean they're currently sitting in equal tenth um, as a five hundred team as you mentioned but there's only four games between first and eleventh yeah right well, now four, come... they're, they're four games four games behind like east the east is so crazy and yeah all it takes is you you run up a you run up a seven and three last ten games or whatever and you'll find yourself in that top. Yeah. top six pretty quickly so if they can get it together i really they, i mean i i've talked a little bit about um this with him but in terms of the the way that boston play i feel like they're not really sure who who the number one option is and tatum tatum mm-hmm. generally should be it i think but brown is also really reliable and they just seem to be missing that and and if you watch like if you watch portland with dame and and cj where they both can go off and score 35 points in the night. But if they need a bucket, it's like, it's going to Dame, right? Like he's the guy. And I don't know whether Boston have really worked that out um, yet. So maybe that's the evolution of Boston and, and they'll get that together before the end of the year. And then let's, let's let you enjoy the Suns. Um, we played them this morning, Australia time. Uh, I'm going to start with, cause I know how to take a loss. I'm going to start with some positive news at uh, NY post underscore Lewis. His name is Brian Lewis. He works for the New York Post, I'm assuming. He said the uh, sellout crowd of 18,071 at the Barclays Centre for tonight's Suns game was the Nets' biggest turnout since they moved to Brooklyn. Isn't that lovely? Uh, Obviously, Suns are playing really well. They have some great fans. There's some great basketball people in New York. They wanted to go and see that top-of-the-table clash, and they they turned out in droves and and witnessed an absolute drubbing, but witnessed it nonetheless. It was, uh, I wish I was there. <laughs> I wish I was one of the 18,000 fans. That's all I'm going to say. I'm going to hear this. I'm going to hear something with some quarters. Go. Go. No, no, no. You enjoy yourself. I was, no, 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 no. was going to say, I always find those things quite remarkable, right? Because 
I know that the Barclays Center has been sold out for years and years and years, right? So is it, how do you get to a record number if you sell out every, every game, right? Is it like everyone actually turned up? Like yeah, sold yeah, tickets. Yeah. I, yeah. Like I, I never really understand how how that works. So that's just my thought. But there was a, there was a really interesting piece on this. Uh, I think it was. I'm gonna. I could misquote it. Mario called me out. But uh, Steve, um, Stephen A. Smith said uh, that he really struggles with the crowd in Brooklyn because there's a lot of people that are there to be seen as opposed to be there to watch the basketball. Like the true New York fans go to Madison Square Garden to watch the basketball, oh, but fuck. Brooklyn. Yeah, surely you got to well, end. Surely you got to the garden to be seen. I don't well, know, but I would assume. Well, yeah, they have their celebrity rope, but yeah, but it's you know Brooklyn is that kind of cool place to hang out, um, okay. and and it's cool to be associated. Oh. But they're saying like as the as the team um, with with the the way that they constructed the team, they had a really diehard fan base of like the guys before. Kyrie and Katie and Harden were there who, who like the Spencer Dimwitties of the world, the guys that really like grinded it out. And there's probably the same for the Clippers as well, where they had, before they had the superstars, they just had this team of people that just did all the hard work. And then you bring these guys in and you get that kind of, you don't have that loyal of fan base just yet. But um, So that was an interesting take. So um, I, w- I would love to go to uh, uh, Brooklyn because I've always wanted to see a game um, in that center. Uh, because the uh, I used to love the the city jerseys and the court. They used to make the court black and white. I think I've talked about this before. Uh, and I always thought, oh, I really want to go and see that. So um, hopefully one day I'll be able to go and experience it. Maybe this, maybe next year. Mm. Maybe next year. Okay. And I think I think now I realise what you or maybe what Stephen A was trying to say was that it's not that I'm thinking about Madison Square Garden. You've got to be seeing because you're Jack Nicholson or whatever. That's, a, that's oh, right. Angels, obviously. But what I mean is, he probably obviously, he means like normal people go, like a normal fan would go. He's not really a fan, but they want to be kind of seen. Okay, well, that kind of makes more sense. And yeah, so when you're yeah, walking yeah. around the normal bit, there's not the same level of intensity or, or chatter that like diehard kind of fans that okay. they just haven't haven't been able to develop yet because you know it's still Brooklyn or New yeah. Jersey yeah. as it okay. was. So that makes sense. Um, at I'm gonna I'm, I've got some tweets that we'll try and do and then you can just floodgate it. Uh, at J, J underscore Thomas underscore twenty four Justin Thomas JT Nets actually shot better from the field in the first quarter than the Suns, but the Suns had eleven more shot attempts. Nets being out rebounded. Oh well, that's um, that's surprising. This must be the first time this year by three, and also turned the ball over eight times, which I'm also realizing is another. It's like the second biggest problem after rebounding. At Swamp Dragon Stan Hey at Brooklyn Nets. You're not supposed to keep giving the other team the ball. And at Jack Manuel, who's my favorite, he quote tweeted this poor person at Jones on the ABC or Johns. He's tweeted outside of KD. There's nothing particularly enjoyable about this Nets team, at least at this point, which I found ridiculous. And because I found it ridiculous, I knew Jack Manuel would also hate it because he is a better, smarter uh, Melbourne version of me. And he tweeted immediately, quote tweeted, Patty Mills, uh, Bainbury, Aldridge, Cam Torres, Cam Thomas, and then went on to say, if you're a casual, uh, if you're a casual and don't watch the team, just say that. I was just like, oh shit, that is yeah. perfect. The first bit was perfect, especially saying with Patty Mills. And the second bit, just saying if you're a casual and you don't really watch, you just block score, like just fucking said, I loved it so much. So that was just me with a little bit of a I love those people. Patty Mills this week's been great. Thomas has tried his best all week. Lamarcus Aldridge has been just an absolute revelation. I'm so glad that um he's just with us and that there was a bit of chat around him before the year, but he's, he's still pulling it out but just nothing doing in this. And let me show you, cause you're gonna love it. Let me show you the graph. I only showed you the last graph. Um, so I can show you this graph. Look at the orange on this graph. Yeah, I, lo- I saw this I saw this earlier. It, it makes like a W, see? It, oh, wow, that's wind. awesome. Yeah. It's true. And that's only because <laughs> it was close to the beginning. We came back at halftime, we almost <laughs> towards the end. But I mean, it was the opposite of that Cavs game. I just felt like the moment I saw that we were down by 14 after the first quarter, I was like, oh, well, I can relax. This game's fucked. Like, there's no way that CP3 or Booker is really going to... Maybe maybe Durant can go on a run, but I just can't see those guys letting a lead like this or momentum like this go. How did you vibe it? Uh, it, it, I, it? I don't think the box score really shows the, showed the flow of the game because there was a couple of things that, that happened. Um, you guys had 15 turnovers in the first half, which, you know, led to, led to the first quarter, the, the number in the first quarter. But the, the big play actually, like upon reflection, was this kind of run that you made where you went 15-0 and 0 at one point in the second quarter. And uh, just before the half, 
like CP3 said, okay, cool. We can't go in down by, we can't go up by five into the half. And he hit this, he had, he got the switch on um, Aldridge twice. The first time he just pulled up, hit a three and we went up by eight and then we got a stop and went down. And just on the buzzer, he hit another two. He, he beat Aldridge with a crossover and laid it up. And we got, went in up by 10. And I really feel like if, if you would have gone in like down by five, you would have been like, okay, cool. We've, we've, we're, it's a two game position, right. two possession game. Um, that was, that was pretty remarkable plays. Uh, the second half was much better for the Nets. Um, and it, and even though I turned it on at one point and it was, I was doing something and I came back on and it was 20, we we're up by 20 and then KD went on a run and you guys were pretty, pretty close. Um, but the Harden turnovers and Harden just forgot that he was at a game. I mean, he had a triple double, but he also nearly have a quadruple double with seven turnovers, right? Like it was just like, it was, it was, I saw, a, I saw a tweet and I didn't, I didn't write it down, but it was like, it was a, it was a Russell Westbrook triple double where he's like, he get he gets it like all the points and he gets what he needs, but he was pretty ordinary in this game. And and you guys have a lot of injuries, right? You missed, you missed a couple of players. Um, Bembry was really good. Probably kept you in the game um, with a lot of energy. Um, and then there was this play at the end where Patty had a chance to make it a four-point game and missed a wide-open three. Mm. Uh, we went down the other end. The Suns got kind of all tight, and Booker threw up an air ball. And instead of it going to Mills, uh, Jay Crowder came in with one second to go on the shot clock, grabbed it, and put it back in. And it was that was that were the kind of defining plays of the game. Mm. So it was um, it was a good game. Uh, from a son's point of view, I, I'd hate it if I was Nets. I'd be super frustrated as a as a spectator because it just didn't feel like they turned up. But KD was amazing. Like he was just we couldn't stop him. We had five or six guys on him, so yeah, it was pretty awesome. He also played crazy minutes in that game. Um, yeah, he, he didn't come he out in the second half. Apparently, I didn't I didn't notice that, but I heard it before. I heard it before we got on here that he didn't come out in the second half. He played all all twenty four minutes. Yeah, right. It was ridiculous, so, man. Yeah, because he almost, I think he played 45. I just want to double check that before um, I say that again. But the I just know that that's not enough. Like, I know we keep beating teams and we look fine. Um, mm. But I am worried about what that means in the long run because you're the guys that we need to end up beating in real things. Yeah, he played 44 minutes. Yeah. And Bambri played 34 and he's normally you know, a bench guy. Mills played 37. Yeah. He's also normally a bench guy. So as you said, we do have injuries. They're not, they're not Harden and um, KD though. So when, when one of those guys is injured, then I can cop losses until one of those guys is injured. It's half a minute cop losses that you're an excellent team though. So it's not like we lost, if we lost that Cavs and lost you, then I'd be like, shit, this was a bad week. Um, but losing to you. And then, I mean, we've got the Knicks, the Timbles and Bulls. I don't want to lose any of those games. We've already lost the Bulls once, but they're they're a great team that are playing really, really well, but they're still not as good as they shouldn't be as good as us. They're only one game behind us, but that they can they can be not as good as us. The Knicks were really hot at the beginning of the season, but they're also just not as good at the moment. The Timberwolves are up and down, and I love um KAT so much. So I've no idea how to do that. I know they're a 500 team, but they're a 500 team in the West. So that's you know, like coming third in the East. So I, I don't know. Both I want to win all three of those games to feel like I'm unstoppable again, and you know have that same kind of feeling that you might be having right now. So a um, couple of couple of things on that. Um, you guys have really taken care of business against teams that are sub 500. So the games you should win, but the other games like obviously today, Golden State, um, Chicago, uh, Milwaukee, all come in and have beat you guys. So I think that's concerning. The other the other thing that killed like come back to it because it's the reality if you have Kyrie this is this team is yeah, just unstoppable yeah, yeah. right yeah, yeah and you can't get past that you, you really can't because it's like he's such a such like he he runs that play today Harden doesn't have seven turnovers Harden's yeah driving to the basket he's facilitating for him like you, you're not relying on 37 minutes from Bembry like so the the missing those players, especially when they're not out with injury, uh, that's just going to kill you until something fixes that situation. So mm, it's a bummer. I just don't see that. I, I just, the longer this goes, I can't see that happening. But yeah, and I also mm. keep reading that, that Kyrie's in there. Because, because um, what's his name? Harden today even said there are just so many times where he's just not sure if he should attack or give it. And so having someone out mm. there that can do that with him would have been much better. Yeah. Anything else happening in the league that's catching your eye? Uh, so, 
Ben Simmons sighting today. Apparently he was in Ooh. Philadelphia before the game in Team Colors uh, with a trainer. So we could see a Ben Simmons. Apparently the, the rumor is that he's broke, right? He's got no money. He's burned all his cash. So he's got to come back and play. I, mean, I feel like that was a... Um, that was a gossip column kind of take on it, but he was actually, there's a video I saw of him uh, working with the trainers on, on the court before the game, um, before the crowd came in tonight. So we might see Ben Simmons starting amazing. sometime soon, mm. which will be pretty amazing because Joel Embiid was back today um, and they just lost to the T-Wolves uh, by one, but he, he had 42 and 14 uh, uh, returning from COVID. Um, so that was, that was pretty crazy. Um, the other thing was that we have to talk about the, uh, LeBron Isaiah Stewart, which feels like a million years ago, but cause it was earlier in the week, but the, um, I just have to say like, if Isaiah Stewart is not like auditioning for, as a running back in the NFL, Fuck that what? was, that was the most amazing, like mom and dad like say you can't go and have the sweets and you go yeah cool i won't go and have the sweets and then when they're not looking you like run but then like mom and dad try to tackle you and you just like knock them out right it was it was insane that so, was a weird analogy dude that was you're knocking oh, your parents that, over for a switch <laughs> uh, what happens when you get the switch man they, they kill you i don't know That's, it just, it just felt like one of, uh, maybe maybe but it was like one that i just it, the way that he acted, I thought was quite childish. And that was why my head okay, went okay. to that. Um, so that's, that's where I was going with it. Look, I, I don't think, I don't think LeBron is innocent in all of this. I don't think he didn't mean to, I don't think he meant to hurt him as much as he did, but he obviously swung his, swung his arm to hit him. Um, but his reaction was just insane. Like, like mental i've never seen anything like that so that was crazy <laughs> i thoroughly enjoyed it and i've thoroughly enjoyed relaying that story because because i'm currently on a holiday in nba land uh and I, I saw a bunch of people over the weekend they um they were kind of asking what's happening in basketball and the first thing and often people ask about lebron and things like that i was like oh shit yeah. let me tell you the story that happened with lebron and uh you know it kind of reenacted the hitting in the face and then them you know mouthing off so you've seen so many sports but it was the telling the guy because he's being held back, Isaiah, Isaiah, what's his last name? Stuart, yeah, Stuart. He's being yeah. held back by the referee or official or whatever. And you can see him saying, like, I'm good, I'm good, I get it, I get it, I get it. And the guy lets me go the first time and he fucking tunnels through people to get somewhere. And that's when uh, I think AD and and you get that great shot of um, of Westbrook shaping up with the bloke as well, which is just, there's so many great little, little stories that get popping up out of this. And then he gets held back again and then sh- sh- can't can't tell someone now this time, hey, I'm good, I'm going to good. No, it's going to believe him. So he shakes that person off. And as you said, like runs, literally runs. Like a running back. Down right? and, and cops huge force and keeps his legs and continues to run. Like that was a bit I was most excited about was just watching that bit of the replay. We just destroyed people. Um, it was amazing. And, and what was he going to do? Like once he gets to Bron, does he, does he think then he's throwing a punch? Because he'd be so gassed. Um, and Bron's got so many people around. It was just amazing. He was not thinking the thing through at all. He was literally and physically seeing red. It was it was an incredible moment to see on basketball. And and they but he got fined. I might be misquoting this, but I thought it was like nine hundred fifty thousand dollars. Like it was an insane. I think it was two. Money. It was two game two games. Um, so he misses his check, but I, I don't know what these his salary is. But I, I love the bit as well. So. He then went into the tunnel, right? He ran into, he the, ran tunnel into the tunnel, yeah, because yeah. he wanted to try and get around the other side of the tunnel to get yeah. back to the Lakers on the other side, and then you so see everyone like moving the other end. It was insane. So um, that one, that one caught my eye. That was that, that one consumed me for for a day. I said, I just couldn't, I couldn't. It was one of it was that moment where you're like, did anyone else see that? That was yeah. that was insane. So, but yeah. well, you know, everyone saw it. It was fucking everywhere on the socials, and there were so many. Um, artworks that was the other thing on the instagram the next day was all so these people have drawn and painted things as the guy with the blood was fantastic great uh great inspirational stuff but we've got to stay on bron because two games later he plays okay in the next game he he gets suspended plays okay in the game and then they play the pistons who are terrible at the moment understandably but you know the lakers shouldn't be losing that game looked like they're just about to lose that game and had the most incredible overtime the guy who i can't remember the guy's name who who does the crazy three for the pistons falling out of the court almost behind the backboard Hits a three in the last second to give them overtime. Do you remember that guy's name? No, I don't. I can't remember who it was. You're the expert, yeah. so it's okay for me to know it. And then, uh, and then, and then, Brody with the absolute fucking overtime, like just to, as someone who doesn't hate him because I haven't spent enough time to you know care about all the things that you and your brother hate about him, which you're allowed to. Okay, the justice watched that overtime as a like as a as a. Fan, virgin right? fan, yeah. or like someone who has no, you know, I don't know how else to say it, no, novice fan. 
Um, just incredible. Because on D, incredible. This is at the end of that game, and he's fucking 107. And he strips a ball, rejects a guy. Like, there's three stops that he personally gets himself playing as a center and then yeah. has the, like, ability to, to calm his heart or whatever and then and drop those buckets on those people. When they know it's him, they know he's going to do a step back and it just doesn't matter. Still yeah. missed two and still had the courage to go, I'm still taking every other shot. Um, I fucking loved it. I loved it so much. It was great basketball. It was. Um, and then the, they played the triple overtime. That was an amazing game. I don't know if you caught the end of that one, but they played, um, Lakers played the triple overtime against the Kings. They ended up losing, but that was an amazing game. Uh, any game that goes triple overtime has moments in it where you're just like, oh, that was just phenomenal. But there was a, a but it, there was an, a, quite an uh, iconic moment because the Lakers had traded basically the, all their pieces for Buddy Hield, who's with the Sacramento Kings, and then got this deal for Westbrook instead and so shipped all the pieces there and Buddy Hield stayed in Sacramento. And at the end of the uh, the first overtime, Buddy Hield hit the shot that was just uh, so amazing. And all, you kept, all I kept thinking when I was watching that was if he was on the Lakers, man, like they would just be such a different team. The guy's mm. just a pure scorer. And so, yeah, it was, it was a funny week for the, funny week for the Lakers. As someone said at uh, Bill Simmons podcast, um, watching the Lakers as a non-Lakers fan at the moment is the best because you just they're so dysfunctional. Yeah. That's amazing. And I know everyone. <laughs> sorry, on the Lakers fans. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry, and I know Lakers everyone. Fans. So as a novice, I'm like, I know, I know the bench players. I know Rondo. It makes me laugh every time Rondo comes out. I've seen him win that championship with the Celtics, and then there he is, they kind of wheel him out to try and get some shots, and it's just not happening, and nothing's happening. Um, it's just crazy. We said they'd be. A, we said at the start of the year they'd be a 500 team. At this point, I mean they are, but they're. I think they're just even more dysfunctional than I thought they'd be. So, well, um, I just don't know if we thought yeah. we'd enjoy it this much. I didn't. Yeah, I thought I'd true. enjoy watching the win. I just didn't think I'd enjoy it this much watching them lose. Uh, there's another one that I saw another buzzer beater that Paul George did, and in fact, I, I saw it and saw the most amazing tweet about it by at Kamiska underscore 23. <clears throat> Paul George. Paul George. Incredible. Os Clippers empatath os shogath non lotimo lance et termoth. Poor, the fucking last word's incredible. Porogathio. P R O R R O G A C with a beard, A with a hat, O. Incredible word. Paragothia. Anyway, I think it says something about the Clippers tie the game in the last move and going to overtime. Uh, but his shot as well was just like. It's an inbound as well, which I love when you do an inbound one second to go, get a turn, shoot, like spinning, falling, trying to reject a guy, and he went in, the place went nuts. I have no idea if the Clippers went on to win, but it was just one of those like times where buzzer beaters are just, I can't remember. Yeah, I yep. think they're the best thing about basketball. That's the best thing, about, the best thing about basketball. And then the bench being in the shot when something happens, like in the camera shot when something happens is the second best thing about basketball. Um, so I just eat up buzzer beaters all the time. Uh, and then also the Grizzlies had one uh, against the Jazz and at World Wide Wob tweeted, holy hell, Jaron Jackson Jr. wins. And and the great thing that he did is he wins the tip because it was this crazy rule where something yeah. happened and they had to go to a the middle court game. tip. Yeah. yeah. And so they did it. So he wins that tip um, for them and then gives Jar, understandably, holds the ball, drives to the bucket, is surrounded by four, somehow in his layup, realizes it's not going to work, spins and finds the only guy open, which happened to be the same guy who won the tip, wins the game. It was an incredible series of sport. It was crazy. Yeah, that was that was an amazing sequence of like how to lose a game. The Jazz just like because <laughs> they were up, right? They were up. They were, like, like, the the game was over. Yeah, the game was literally over. So yeah, I'm realizing now that the Jazz and Grizzlies are one of my I mean, you called them a, uh, what's that thing where you watch all the basketball? League pass team. League pass team. Yeah. Mm. Whereas I, I watch everything on YouTube. So they're one of my YouTube stopper abbers. When I'm scrolling through and I see the Grizzlies or the Jazz, I'm like, oh, what's, what's going on with them or Timberwolves? And uh, so when I saw them both together, I was like, oh, this is going to be good. And good good news for uh, Memphis with, so Jar went down with a non-contact injury yesterday and it looked, everyone thought his knee was done, um, but he came out and, uh, tweeted today that it's just a sprain. So I don't know how long he's going to be out, but at least he's not gone for the season because that would have been pretty devastating for them. And also, I think we talked about it the other week. He's just great to watch. He's so good. It's awesome for the league. Yeah. There was a stat for like the last month where it was the areas where people scored, who had scored the most in each area. Incredibly, um, my boy, uh, Joey Buckets, had the most amount of threes in the bottom left um, 
corner. But and also the most incredible thing about it was that it had so many people from Steph Curry was in so many different spots all over the court. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Jar was the, the most in the paint for that month. It was fucking outrageous. One of the smallest players. He, he plays the game. It was a really good comparison this week. Um, he plays the game like Derek Rose did when Derek Rose was uh, MVP and um, obviously did his knee after that. And so there was like a whole lot of comparison at that time when that was the first thing I thought. It was like we reading this week that he plays the game like him and then he's going to end up exactly the same. So it was great that he didn't end up there. So it's good. Yeah. Great account to get around if anyone's can. Great Twitter account. Jordan, open. Chicago with the lead. Let's get down to the points. How's your fantasy team performing at the moment? Uh, I, I'm I'm about 20 points behind. We both have four games tomorrow. Uh, the triple overtime game that I talked about earlier really hurt me because um, the guy that I'm playing against, Brendan, he had Tyrese Halliburton and I have um, Rashawn Holmes who is injured. So triple overtime kills you. Uh, if you're not in it. Um, so it's going to come down to the wire right now. If I was a betting man, I'd say that I'm done mm. and I'm going to, I'm going to lose a game that I thought uh, lose a week that I thought I was going to win. But um, it's been a, it's been a pretty tough week for injuries. I've had a, a lot of players kind of last minute injuries or get taken down or just players who just don't score many points. DeAndre Ayton today had 14 points. Oh. Uh, I had uh a guy I picked up a guy called Frank Jackson who scored 16 points in three games. So he's mm. been a great pickup. <laughs> so uh, I think I'm going to lose, which is really going to suck, and it's going to ruin my season. Um, the uh, ESPN is what we play on. We play our fantasy on, and in the standings each week, uh, they release a likelihood of making the playoffs. Um, which is actually quite depressing um, because I don't think I've actually been over over 70% yet. I'm currently at 66% chance to make the playoffs. So um, that's, that's where I'm that at. Amazing that they do that. Yeah. I, that they add yeah, that kind of stuff. I don't know how. I don't know how accurate it is, but I'm hoping it's really not accurate at all and that I'm well over the uh, 66% chance. <laughs> but uh, look, I think I'm what I'm realising is that I haven't really been watching enough as in picking up players where I need to and I've really just been watching too much basketball and not watching the stats enough. So, uh, right, um, right. And the good news is I've just logged on and noticed that Frank Jackson, my guy that scores eight points a game, he's actually probably not playing tomorrow, which is even better. So it can't so, break your heart if he's not there. <laughs> if he's not there, well, we'll just get rid of him. Yeah. So, so yeah, it's been a tough week. What about you? Yeah, mine also hasn't gone well. I it I was projected to lose, but that's because I had done such a bad job. I got so excited on Monday. I got so excited that I started trading players. And you know how I was like, I'm not just going to leave my team. I was going to start moving players around. So I did. I had some good movements. I felt like I got some good movements on Monday to a point where I didn't end up having enough forwards. So there's a fucking empty spot on my fucking team oh, that didn't no. even fucking play. Like I did such a bad job with it. And then, of course... Uh, Anthony's injured so I couldn't move him out because I just fucked the entire thing and so I had such a bad week I've only lost by like 100 points even fucking even like not having two guys having so, two players so that was frustrating and it was just like the moment it had got locked and I had a better look I was like oh shit I think I fucked up and then when it, it like went into the screen where it shows you where are your players I was like oh no I really fucked up and so I tweeted immediately going congratulations I'm going to lose this week and then when I had a better look at the table I'm also now just about to lose my number one spot um, because there's another person who's four and one and they're going to win this week. So I'm absolutely fucking gutted. I've played myself. Uh, but I'm going to do a really good <laughs> well, job tonight. Good, lesson, good lessons there for sure. Uh, yeah. Yes, I've got to fix that somehow. So I've got to get rid of Trent Jr. I've got to get rid of... Oh, I don't know if I'm going to get rid of Anthony yet, but I've, I've got to look at I'd what probably I'm hold, I'd, yeah, yeah, you'd probably hold Anthony at the moment. Yeah. He looks uh, like he'll come not- back. Yeah. It looks like he'll come back. So and and he'll um, should come back and be as good as he was. So I would be very surprised if he wasn't. So I'd probably keep him. Yeah. Yeah. And so my guy who I gambled on, Gary Trent Jr., he's now like game day decision. He's got like he's listed as questionable. Like the whole thing's an absolute joke. I really fucked up. So I can't wait to spend some time working out how I can make this better or what I really mean is sending some screenshots to you and your brother so you can help me make this better. Because I really have one week on. I've had every week on with you guys. I had one week where I went, felt good, had, had some space, went to go and fly solo and I fucked everything. Just essentially was your guy in your fucking account. You were telling me about a guy and your thing is winning. You can't lose. He just needs to not fuck it up. I didn't realize you're actually, you know, trying to tell me that was a was terrible about me. Yeah. <laughs> and so I've played myself, but uh, I've got a good feeling. I mean, it's still fun. I'm watching the games super close. 
watching fucking Bridges take seven steals today, knowing that I traded him away. Like that's all, you know, that's a deeper, that's a deeper love than I would have had if I wasn't doing this. So, yep. Uh, it's it, this kind of this time of year. There's there's just so many injuries. I think that's the thing that's really hard to keep up with. And uh, even even on the day, if you were doing it day to day, it's really hard to just monitor it because and there's not much you can do because you've only got a certain amount of trades trades you can make. So yeah. uh, it's that it's always comes down to who gets injured and who doesn't rather than than the the uh, than anything else. So yeah, fingers crossed you can get it right this week. The, the guy I'm versing next week, Jingle All The Way, really great bloke, massive Patty Mills fan, um, a much bigger basketball fan than me, so it'd be really great to get a win over him. He's one and four. And, in fact, the three biggest NBA fans, no, there's four massive guys in this and, and four guys who don't really care, they're just vibing it. And three of those four are, are taking up the bottom three, which I fucking love to death so wow. much. Yeah, just <laughs> they just are tanking. The other problem, though, is the other one that's coming second, just about to come first, is the other massive NBA fan. And so that motherfucker in, in our WhatsApp group, I, I lovingly tweeted like, a, hey, guys, like it's been great on the top, but like I'm just about to, to lose it. So congratulations to Knockover, who's just about to take over number one. And he said, you had a good run with beginner's luck motherfucker oh. like it wasn't it wasn't beginning like it was me words. taking on great advice from experts you gronk uh anyway so that upset me enough to be like oh fuck that i'm not losing now i've got the thing like with your guy where i'm like i don't need to win anymore i just need to be that fucking guy uh because that's that's now what i'm going to try and do oh no that's not you you didn't tell me that story there was another guy doing an nfl one right you don't right. have that yeah you do you have someone in your comp that you need to just beat that one guy and no one you know, we don't no we don't definitely don't have, we have the guy that shouldn't lose like he should yeah. definitely yeah. win but then he lost last week so that was a lot of that was, yeah. that was good <laughs> no, so my mate was who's who's one of the four guys who doesn't really care like he likes it and is happy to be there but he doesn't really care um he's he's really he's in an nfl one which i'm also in but i'm one of the like i don't really care about NFL. like i care about nfl but i'm not going to follow it that closely for the fantasy he had an expert in there who um who thinks he's fucking top dog. And so Waz had said, hey, did you want to trade this old mate for this old mate? And he thought it was a reasonable trade. And the guy's like, listen, this is my like ninth year in the league. There's no way I'm doing that. And it's like, you don't need to chuck out a ninth year in the league thing. And he's like, okay, well, what do you want for this? And then he like essentially asked for Waz's entire team for his, this one fucking guy. And he's just like, are you fucking for real? Like this, this might not be my ninth year, but I know that I'm not supposed to make that deal. Like that's a terrible deal. <laughs> So then he got off that thing. He just felt so patronized that he got off going, I don't give a fuck about winning anymore. I just tend to be that guy. And then three weeks later, he saw that he like penciled him in when he had to like plan when he was working his entire roster, like essentially quit his job just to And he beat him. And he fucking, was, I saw him at the pub the next, because I play basketball with him on a Tuesday and we go to the pub afterwards. And that's pretty much all he wanted to talk about was just like what he, what trades he made, how he got there. He was so cheap. He essentially won his comp just from being that one guy that one time. And now I've got that with no, I can feel that fire oh. that I now need to do that with knockover. I got a pencil in next time. Ready to go. Yeah. Ready to go. I'm no expert. I just love the game. But more than that, I love the community. If you're a fan of rugby league or the NRL, you'll love Big T's Tees. Unique, affordable, and made for fans. Find a link to the online store in the show notes below. You'd look good in one of Big T's Tees. Each week we come in with a bet that the uh, expert tries to flex on the rookie. What's our current standings? Are we are we at five hundred? No, three and two. You're right. Oh, sorry, my bad. Um, uh, so yeah, you 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 took the last one. So we've got the this week was the rebounds. So we did uh, we did points, we did assists, and then we said we do rebounds. So total team rebounds. Uh, and so, because I thought it was assists. I don't know why I didn't. I couldn't remember why. I just was like, oh, shit, it's assists. And it's going to be like one person assists. And in our game today, your top was like nine with CP3. I think got nine. And yeah. Harden, Harden got 13. I was like, fuck yes, we lost. But at least Harden's got me this stupid point. But it wasn't. So, it was sorry, to be, sorry to be a bear of bad news. No, and, the, and, and the news gets worse but because you game. lost by one rebound, right? Oh. <laughs> So today, today you actually out rebounded us by six points, six oh, boards. So, um, and it was the uh, the problem is that Phoenix have been shooting very well. Not to gloat about Phoenix <laughs> and their shooting, so there's not as many rebounds. Um, yeah. So we, uh, you know, we, that doesn't really uh, work, right? Because it's not offensive rebounds. No, I, know, I, know, I, know, I, know. I just want to, I want to show that I know. That's all. 
Well, uh, we had in our first game against Denver, we had 51 rebounds, and uh, that was our that was our high for the week. Uh, you guys against Boston had 50. So, wow. um, yeah, so it takes us to uh, three and three. Wow, three and three for the um, for the new. So that was a good one. Uh, yeah. So I, I well, I was thinking about the new bet. Um, unless you have something better, but I was I thinking don't. that. You guys talk about your three-point shooting percentage, so mm. there's, there should be something in that. So I don't know whether it's a uh, one player like Patty's been on a tear, so I feel like I'm giving you an up here. Uh, but is it is it uh, three-point shooting percentage for a player in a game with a minimum of three or oh, no, uh, or a team? No, that's already great. Let's do that. That's already yeah. great. Yeah. Okay, so and so we could do other ones later. Like we could do a team and by a week because there's a lot of weeks yeah, yeah. in this comp. Yep. But this, let's just take the first one. Let's go on. So one player from your team. Do we have to pick that player yet, or we do that later in the season? No, I reckon we just you, see which we'll one happens for now. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So and minimum best three point percentage yep. with a minimum of three threes taken. Yeah. Okay. Great. For for a game. So we'll we'll do that one. How many games you got this week, week? By the way, not that it, I'm now not changing the bet, but just I don't think you told me your schedule. I don't think I've looked actually because that that would be um, preparation, and I was uh, very poor because I was too busy glo- basking Bloating, yeah. in the, uh, the the glory. You don't uh, care who you play anymore. I get nervous. I it doesn't it doesn't even matter. We yeah. do, we do have the war- we do have the Warriors oh, twice, right. and I, I I'm pretty sure that's back to back. So um, it's not back to back. So we have uh, three games. We've got Golden State. Um, uh, at Phoenix and then uh, Detroit at Phoenix and then we go back then we go to Golden State on the Friday so that's the second second game of back to back so on Miller McKee gets it in the middle for the win let's do the I turn up late and I have some questions so I've only got I've got three first one's from at home for polls random question do you think James Harden is will spend the remainder of his career in Brooklyn. I read that and loved that question so much. I wanted to know what you thought. James Harden, rest of his career in Brooklyn. Uh, I, I, if I was a betting man, which I am, I'm saying he's he's leaving uh, at some point. I don't think he's spending the rest of his career there. That's, that's my take on it. Uh, I think that a lot of it comes down to so you, the contract situation with Kyrie that we already kind of touched on. Um, he's due an extension... Uh, which I believe the Nets have pulled off the table, um, and and I and what happened was that New York had KD and Kyrie going there, and Kyrie came in to KD and said, "Hey, let's let's go to let's go to Brooklyn instead. Let's start our own brand in Brooklyn, right?" Uh, and then Kyrie's left KD high and dry. Now KD wanted to harden there, um, but I mean they're both so ball dominant that all three coexisting. Um, I, th- I think it's going to be a struggle. So um, if I, my take is that no Harden won't be there. Uh, he will go to another team, but I, I also don't think that Kyrie is going to be there. So can KD carry a team by himself? That's probably, probably the question. Him and Cam Thomas and Patty Mills. So as a, as a lay fan, what do you, uh, as a new fan, what do you think of the, of the, him staying? Any, any thoughts? He hasn't got any rings yet, right? No. Then I would, if I was him, be chasing the best spot for that, which is why I would have ended up in Brooklyn, thinking that KD and Kyrie would help me make sure that finally happened. And if that can't happen, then, you know, I'd be going to the Lakers or, or somewhere that's going to take me in and help me get me there, or Milwaukee, if they've got a spot for me. So he's he's too good and, and too high up on everyone's greatest list to, to go out without a ring. And he, there's been already, like, too many players like Barkley and stuff that just went out with none and... Mm. You know, and that's a travesty. So I also read, I think, that Westbrook hasn't got one either. So, you know, I wouldn't have been surprised if he had that in the back of his head when he went and played with LeBron because, you know, you want to get one. I definitely would hate to have played my career, that whole career and never got one. Um, yeah, there's a lot of... You'll, you'll see this shortly. There'll be um, buyouts. So players will get bought out of their contracts and they'll go and join the Lakers and, the, and, and Brooklyn and the teams that are, are close. And uh, those guys will... Uh, stock up and uh, people chasing rings. So uh, Aldridge and Griffin and those guys went to the Nets last year, but basically because of that. And and there's been Dwight Howard going back to the Lakers, Rondo being there. And it's all the all the same sort of thing. So I I don't think Harden's Harden's definitely not at that point yet. He can still be the number one option on the team, but a Harden 
I still think that like a Harden and Ben Simmons trade or something like that, um, Harden and and Embiid, I mean, like, that would be pretty amazing uh, to watch. But uh, I don't think he ends up. I don't know what happens with Brooklyn. I, I really don't. I mean, Kyrie might come back. He might get the vaccine. Might come back, or they change the laws, or whatever. And you guys go on to win the title this year, and maybe he stays for another five years. I don't know. It's, it's a hard one for me to answer. At Iron S19, start putting Devin Booker in your MVP lists. How do you feel about that? Uh, he's 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 never winning an MVP with Chris Paul there. There's no way. Mm, he um, just never looks like he was the guy. Yeah, I mean, he's been amazing the last couple of games, particularly 30-plus points, and he hit some huge shots against the Knicks. Uh, he is... He's, he's a special talent. He can score from anywhere, uh, but he's not winning unless he's carrying a winning team. And so he was always a great player. He's always been a great scorer. And he was always uh, the great scorer on a crappy team until Chris Paul came along. And so if Chris Paul retires and Booker runs a team with Aiton and they're still where they are, then, yeah, of course he's there. But he's definitely not getting the MVP. He'll get, he might get a couple of votes this year, but he won't. I can't see him winning MVP. And I don't think he is the MVP. I think mm. everything everything still runs through Paul with five minutes to go. That's, and until you're that guy, then it's hard for them to say that you're the best player on that team or in the league. And yeah, you couldn't be the best player in the league if you're not the best player on your own team. Your team, yeah. Uh, and my final and favourite question is, what's happening in the world of cards? Uh I don't have a whole lot to talk about this week. I stayed up till 3am to buy some cards and um, I thought, I felt like the hobby was kind of slowing down a little bit. There's been a, there's been a, a few indicators where things have slowed a little bit. The people moving cards on Facebook groups and things had, had sort of slowed down a bit. And so I was a little I was a little optimistic that the bots wouldn't get on there and buy all the cards. So I got myself up at three a.m. Got on the Panini website to um, to buy some of the new stock, and it sold out instantly, and I didn't get any. So um, then I was pretty annoyed so that was that was that was was not the highlight of the week but that was really the the card news of the week uh we've got i've got a bunch of shipments coming in the next couple of weeks i'm gearing up for christmas uh and so it's it's kind of a good time people do buy boxes for for loved ones for for christmas and uh the space jam cards uh came out so space jam the movie uh is uh, space jam 2 with lebron in it um is a box that came out and there's um, a LeBron autograph card in that series, but it's one in every 225,000 packs. Oh my God. So people are just buying these boxes to bust them out. Just, I'm assuming just throwing out the cards and just hoping that they get the LeBron, um, that wow. LeBron auto. So, so that one's, that one's, um, that one's big. Um, I had a great experience today. I have to laugh at it where, um, I have a, a guy that I sell cards to and we usually meet somewhere and we, we exchange cards for cash because that's how it works. And we were in the McDonald's car park at the airport and he came over and gave me his two and a half thousand dollars in cash. Holy and I, gave shit. Him his little, I gave him his little black box. <laughs> so probably might get arrested. Feds if I go missing. Up. It's, yeah. it's for the feds, you know. <laughs> uh, I had okay. a, sim- a, sim- a similar one on uh, Woolamaloo Wharf the other week as well. So it's uh, why are you choosing the most drug dealery spots for these things to have? Is <laughs> like a wharf and a car park? Makes it makes it spices up my life, right? Yeah, yeah. I drive my I drive my seven seven seater family car down there and um and then go and do some go and do some deals. So that's pretty funny. But um, one thing I forgot actually just before I got on the pod, uh, there is a logo man card. You know the ones we talked yeah, about the other week, the logo man. Uh, and there's been a chase on this logo man card uh, for Zion Williamson because Zion Williamson rookie uh, logo man card is is going to be worth a squillion dollars because it's a one of one. Um, and apparently there's a video, uh, there's an image that someone in China has just opened a box and pulled this card. Uh, and it, it only it only just happened in the last kind of 20 minutes before we got on, we got on the pod, so I don't have all the details, but. Um, Oh yeah, there's a video you you can see it on Instagram at the moment. Um, so this is the this is the card that's just been pulled, um, and it's so it's the Zion Williamson National Treasures one of one logo man auto, and it's taken it's just it has surfaced eighteen months after it's released. So like everyone's been watching for this card to come out because everyone knows it exists, but it's actually never been pulled, but it's just come out. So um, what did the guy say? Um, we are we are rich. In Chinese, 
whatever, however that translates. So I thought that <laughs> if was you sent funny. it to me, I would have had a go at it. Yeah. Uh, so, nice wow. one. Wow. So yeah. Um, so yeah. Uh, it's one of those things that's interesting because the the price of the product at the moment was really high because everyone knew that that card was still out there. Oh, so it'll be interesting to see now that whether the price of that of those boxes actually drops, which it probably will, because it's kind of what's been happening a fair bit of late. So wow, um, yeah, pretty crazy. So you got to keep keep an eye on the market. Otherwise, I you love that detail. Stuck, stuck with the product. Mm, welcome to my world. Wow. And so now, yeah, okay. So then trying to sell that box would have been way easier before. I mean, we're talking about, yeah, we're talking about a box that is, you know, um, in the 10,000s kind of, kind of money anyway. I I actually think it was even higher than that. Um, The the current case, um, you get four in those boxes. I was talking to this guy in the McDonald's car park today is um, 40. (laughs) uh, The the current cases of 40,000 US. So about, what's that? 60 grand, 55 grand for us. Um, and you get four four case uh, four boxes in that case. Um, so yeah, there's, there's still a lot of money in the hobby. Um, so yeah, yeah, that's it. Is he giving? What does two and a half grand look like? Is he giving it to you in a paper bag? Does he just? Is it got a plastic uh, band around it? Is it thick? Like what does it look like? <laughs> it looks like two and a half grand. I've it's, never seen uh, it in in fifties. Uh, in fifties? Oh, Why are you holding it? Fuck! You look like this is the most American thing you've ever done. Like just having a wad of cash, that's pretty fucking American in 50s. You should come to you should come to Vegas with me. That's fun. Um we uh if you're paying, I'm going. When when are we leaving? That's good. We're there, we're there. Uh yeah, I mean it's it's um usually just in an elastic band and and the cool thing is not to count it because you just trust that it's there, right? But he 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 could have you could you surely now could just I can can weigh it. Yeah, I just yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I think there's I think there's a few notes missing, but um yeah, so um it's uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of crypto money in the cards. A lot of the, uh, so I offer cryptocurrency. Um, we talked a little bit about this, I think, but I offer yeah. cryptocurrency as a payment now, and so um, that's been really popular. So people people are paying me with crypto, which is pretty crazy too. So well, so on brand for that for that type of person. I feel like the same type of person, and it's only maybe because you, my main card person is you. I'm so your, I'm your point. Yeah, I just assume everyone, but it just feels like anyone who's online watching this kind of stuff would also just be across this kind of stuff. It, it feels very similar. You're watching it trends and, and whatnot. It's just a better, yeah. there's something more It's, gam- it's a different stuff. level of gambling, I think. Way more uh, fun. If, if, if you look at it from that point of view, I think mm-hmm. it, it resonates. Collecting, gambling, and they all sit in the same sort of realm from Stock a markets. personality yeah. point. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, we found our way to the end of another great pod for the listeners who got all the way to the end. Thank you, you massive legends. Particularly shout out to any Boston Celtics fans who are related to the podcast and listened all the way. Well done. Uh, Cuddy B, you've been an absolute pleasure to listen to and talk to, look at, look at your cash whiz. So thank you, sir. Thanks, mate. Yeah, it's been good. It's good fun. Enjoy sport for another week. Get around good people on the socials like at Brooklyn Netcast. And we'll talk to you next time. Sports best friends. Sports Best Friends is hosted by me, Big T, and co-hosted by Ben Charlton. Music by Love Drunk Hearts, edited by Big T. We are brought to you by Cards from the Bench, and we are part of the Brooklyn Netcast Media family.